Welcome to the Content Brew Show! Jack. A very direct and to the point Jack. Cause how you doing over there? Living the dream. Living the la dream. vida loca? I am, you know, I you know, I, I I lost a bet. So I you know, I, I'm coaching the high school track team and earlier in the season we forced this girl to run the four hundred and she like is a natural at it and so like somewhere along she's always like on TikTok and stuff and she like said, Oh, you should we should do one or you should do one and I'm like, No way, blah blah blah. And then I was like, you know, hey, if you win the league, if you win the 400 in the league, then I'll do one. And she's like, really, really? It's like, oh, yeah. You know, and I didn't think she was going to be as good as she is, you know. And then even like going into the league finals in the in the trials, there was this girl who was like kind of the favorite for another school. She twists her ankle in warm ups and can't run. So now our girl's like way ahead of the you know favored and of course she won the uh, league so i spent part of my my evening practicing the tiktok dance that we're going to be doing so you haven't done this so, yet I, I, no I'll, it's not no 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 you're going to promote she's, this she's, right you, no i don't think I'll, I'll be promoting it you're not going to tweet this out at cousin brew show on twitter I, I, I don't think so but i'm sure that the kids will find a way to get it on every single one of my uh, on facebook.com slash k-o-z-a-n-d-b-r-u show the most active twitter accounts and and social media accounts in the history of mankind right go there for some uh, some action from 2016 Get a recap on the 2016 NBA Finals. You know, uh, we we are having a conversation here at Sports Ethos that like we got to stop being old ass, you know, you know, old old heads and and get into TikTok and get into whatever the hell else people are doing out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all stuck on Twitter and and there's been a, a I think it was an Ethan Strauss article that um talked about like there's guys doing bazillions of hits, however it gets measured. In these mm. other universes like YouTube and, you know, just <laughs> nobody in the NBA media knows any of this stuff. Like, yeah, they don't even yeah. know who these people are. I actually met a dude from my church that he's like a former college basketball player. And, and he's like, hey, have you heard of this, this, this and this? And he's, he works in social media. And he's like, yeah, we do millions of hits and this, that and the other. I'm like, I don't know any of you guys at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we're going to we're, we're having meetings, air quotes, over here we're, trying to figure out that stuff, which I'm sure if you're, say, 25 or under, you know all about it. So right. find cause, send us <laughs> his TikTok of whatever it is you're TikToking about. What, what's the dance? Yeah. I don't know. It's some stupid. That's, I don't know. The, the, the music, it sounds like some kind of like something you'd see in a girls anime thing or something I don't, you know it's a, it's like something about so, a bar so you or lost something. the bet bad <laughs> yeah and like the other co- like my distant coach he's like dude what's wrong with you you should have said she has to go to state or something like winning our league isn't really you know it's great but like that's not that crazy 
I was it, like, yeah, you know, it was, it was a just sucker, in the moment. sucker's bet, cause you well, you lost. Yeah, that's and, why I'm and, not on any of their gambling. Things, I was gonna you know? say that's a natural segue into the Sports Ethos Wager Pass, which you could get for fourteen ninety nine. And here's the deal: the equivalent packages cost three hundred and forty nine ninety nine every thirty days, and we're beating the crap out of those guys. It is great. Check it out. <laughs> I am on a twenty two and eleven heater, and that's after an zero and five cause. So what is that? I went. 22 and six or something in 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 that span on on the bets so yeah nice yeah go get it um we got a ton of basketball you know why we were indulging ourselves is this is going to be hardcore hoops for the next 47 minutes here at the cause and brew show (laughs) we're going to (laughs) talk basketball the entire time you guys are going to love it um it's been again a great playoffs I, i i don't think i've been bored at any point in time um maybe with the miami philly series i guess i've been a little bit bored yeah that's a little it's a little slow it's 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 um too much bad basketball yeah compared to the other one. I, think, I think that's the issue is that there's just on both sides and their losses there's been just really poor basketball being played so that's the only one that yeah i've been a little bit eh. we bang on james harden all the time but he's really impossible yes. to watch. I I can't watch him. It, it's awful. It's it's so it's like it's awful. It's like playing with you know like high school level bad not talent obviously but like you're in a game and there's somebody who shouldn't be taking every shot but they're taking every shot and it just is like yeah. why are we even playing this game? This is dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, aside from banging on him, and, and yeah, he had the big game in game four, um, which really is a little bit surprising. I didn't think he was going to have any ga- good games in this series. Yeah. It's, it is, but, you know. He's average capable. Average players have good games. Yeah, average players have good games. You know, it's not <laughs> like, you know, if, if you, know, you, you know, honestly, like if, if uh, I don't know. If Otto Porter goes out and hits six threes, it's like, yeah, I didn't expect it, but it's not like uh, unfathomable, right? Like he's 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 an above average. He's an above average. That's a player. really not- wide <laughs> turn to call James Harder and Harden an Otto Porter level player. <laughs> I mean. Is it? <laughs> is it? No, though? no, I mean, like, no. I mean, because here's the thing: it's like it, it, he's, more, he's more skilled. We're gonna we're gonna him, talk so about Warriors, Gri- like Warriors Grizzlies. We'll talk about it in a second. We're not gonna go that far off track here. But like the John Morant thing, and I I, I got a betting angle here. I'll get into at some point. But like he has dominated the usage, and he's made it all about him, right? And naturally, so he's one of those players. But, like, if you take up so much usage, so much oxygen, you tilt things towards yourself so much, and then you don't deliver a la James Harden, that's a negative, you know? So, like, I get the comparison to an auto porter. You know, it it makes sense to me that, you know, auto porter, the 237th best player in the league, you know, is is the comparison here. (laughs) But... I actually, I think there's a Miami takeaway that I have that's just been sort of dogging me um, mm. as I do the the futures and the playoff betting journal. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, Cos and Brew show listeners get a lot of free stuff. 
um, that we're charging for over in the wager pass, fourteen ninety nine per month. Um, <laughs> gotta do it. The uh, gotta do it. the the playoff journal. Like basically, I took Golden State. Uh, these were futures at the beginning of the playoffs. Golden State, uh, Memphis, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Miami, and uh, a little bit of Philly early on. I was like, if these these are the teams that we're going to put our money on and and get wins. And so, like, as I'm looking at my Miami stuff, you know, really the only team that can hurt me in this thing, and I actually covered that spot on the board yesterday. I hedged because Boston is ten to one now after the loss last night. Um, so basically, if Boston wins this thing, then I'm only hurt a little bit. Um, everywhere else, all those teams I mentioned, I'm going to get about 20% ROI on on what I've put in. So that's a big win. I think we're going to. I think we're locked into a 20% gain as of right now. Um, but as I'm looking at the Miami stuff and I'm watching how they've played Philly, you know, especially with Philly having all of these issues, you know, Joel Embiid, he's still talking right now like he's hurt. Um, you know, whether it's the hand, it looks like his back's messed up, uh, his face is messed up. So, you know, without him in the lineup, there were times when they played so poorly Miami that I'm like completely questioning my Miami, you know, any sort of Miami backing. Like I don't trust them at all against Boston or Milwaukee. That's a change based on this series because um, I thought they'd just kind of like play tough Miami basketball. And I don't even know what they're doing out there half the time. Like Bam Adebayo just sort of like thinks he's an offensive superstar and just kind of does what he wants. And, you know, that throws things into a monkey wrench. Um, you know, Tyler Hero's kind of inconsistent. Jimmy Butler still doing the Jimmy Butler stuff, like picking and choosing when... You know, he feels like influencing the game. Kyle Lowry hasn't been good when he's played. So what's what's up with, I guess, you know, are we going to write Philly off for one? I think is probably something we should tackle here. But uh, where are you at with this series and who's advancing out of it? I, I think Miami will just because they have the game seven. I, I would think that Miami is going to close it tonight, but I, you can't really trust them. They're, they're just, you know, they need a little bit more it's kind of weird to say from them but they did i think offensively they just need a little more structure i think they need to move to more of a motion offense than what they have because they're just not jimmy butler is your best offensive player is just not good enough to play the kind of semi-iso ball that they're playing so i think they need to run an offense where they get more advantages off of cutting and screening um then that will elevate the opportunities for the lowry's and the heroes and stuff like that um but because they only really seem to play their their offense really only looks good when they're like really hot right like they can't like if someone's playing good defense they they really, really struggle, and it just looks terrible. But if, like, Hero hits a three and Butler hits a three, then they get an alley-oop, then they all, like, feel good, then it just looks – the results are good, but it still looks bad. So offensively, you just can't really trust them. I think, like, Embiid – I don't know. I, I, I don't know what his thing is. I think he's probably in a lot of pain, as you said. Um, 
I'm a little bit surprised that yeah, you know, he went on the little the the little rant about the the press and stuff. Um, whether he was right or wrong, I agree with some of what he said about the you know who's in charge of these votes and their personal biases and stuff. But like, that can't be on your mind right now. <laughs> I mean, like, if that's what you if that's what you're thinking about, then like, the, you're really missing the boat and it's kind of that's kind of a rever- reverting back to the old and beat I mean, that was the whole thing he's played so well the last two years is it seems like he's really turned the page on trying to be a a media uh, a social media superstar and just decide to handle the basketball thing first and let the uh let the superstar take care of itself so they all going look flustered forward, yeah, I mean they're, they're not that good. I mean, you know what I mean. Like they're, 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 there is something to be said for having a, a, a superstar. You know, your your superstar Jimmy Butler. As much as I love his leadership and stuff, he's not a superstar. Like he's he's a really he's like that next tier, but he's not good enough. Like it, like if you're on like if you got Tatum or Embiid or Curry, and you're up five points or six points with with three minutes left you're like this guy is gonna you got to stop this guy eight times <laughs> you know okay like and it's not gonna be likely with with jimmy butler you're like i like if i got a good defender I'm like i like my chances of stopping him you know five of the eight <laughs> you know so they they just they need to they don't have a lot of room for error so i i think they'll move on just because philly's a mess but um yeah, I, I, this is. I'll put it to you. I don't. You, I don't them at all. I don't. I, I, I'll. I'll take Miami to advance at this point. I mean, odds, right? Like, but right. Yeah. It's. It's. I don't trust them. I mean, I'm looking at. I will say this. I have looked at. Uh, it's Philly minus two. I haven't checked this morning, but that's what it was last night. So I'm. You know, I'm looking at Miami plus two because I'm definitely not taking Philly. Um, right. And I, and I'm sitting there thinking, all right, you know, like. I don't think they like playing with James Harden, like just flat out point blank body language, the actions on the floor. He's trying to lead these guys. They probably respect him because of who he is, but it's like not working and it doesn't make sense. And he's doing the lazy stuff. That doesn't, that doesn't, one of your leaders is Tyrese Maxey. What's he 20 years old? Um, (laughs) He's probably one of their best all around, you know, contributors, probably second best right now. And um, he's got a hell of a future. I wish we could just sit here and talk about him for a bit. Um, but yeah. they, um, you know, Doc Rivers sounds like he's a total mess. He's doing the same stuff as Joel Embiid. You, you know, it's the, that's a little yeah. interesting subplot right there. You know, what's that leadership component doing, you know, to erode the Joel Embiid advancement? Um, so I don't know, though, but I will say this about Miami, like the fact that this version of the Sixers is still competing and putting a little bit of fear into their hearts. That is scary. And so as we look across the bracket, you know, and one of the reasons that I did hedge in my playoff wagering, because like I, I, I could have, you know, made five extra percent right on all of this investment by not taking Boston at what will be their best odds the rest of the way. Like they're not going to ever be better than 10 to one the rest of the way. Cause right now they're down three, two after a stunning, I mean, like, let's just like kind of 
up the volume here. That was a stunning loss by the Boston Celtics <laughs> last night. I mean, I was at the edge of my yeah. seat. It was outstanding to watch from a, just a car crash yeah. standpoint. Um, and so yeah. they, they I'm, I'm just to close out that last topic. Like I'm basically like looking at whatever, whatever Miami and Philly goes and like, I better get my money in on Boston while I can. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on into this great series here with that being said. Um, and, and let me mute my computer. Holy moly production value. The, the series, what's your first impression? Top line impression. Cause there's a lot to talk about here. Of the Milwaukee, Boston. Milwaukee, they, Boston. Uh, it's a great series. I thought um, the la- I thought game four was like a total battle of attrition, right? Like that was like that was a game like if you want kids to learn about effort, like that's a game to watch. I mean, those dudes, both sides were just like laying it out there, and it got ugly, and it was like. It got like that was like a good sloppy, right? That wasn't sloppy of lack of focus. That was sloppy like we the coaches were like, we're only gonna go seven deep. We these guys are gotta these guys gotta bring it home. And it was just that was just like a old fashioned just like stand in the middle of the ring and like duke it out. It was great. Um and then last night, you know, again, just high level play. Um there was some questionable stuff down, questionable stuff down the stretch by Boston. I thought that you know Milwaukee just you, the thing about being a, you know having been a champion, and when you have that kind of like culture ingrained and whatnot, your fundamentals that you fall back on are good. So even like at that last block, you know, Connington they do the right thing. They 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 funnel it away from Tatum and Brown. Connington goes a little too high. He doesn't give up on the play. He comes back. Drew Holiday waits to just the perfect moment to where, where uh, you know, uh, what's his name, believes that he's completely free and he comes up with the block, keeps it, doesn't do the home run, block it into the stands, Con- you know, controls it, throws it off him. Like, their instincts are are correct. You could see you know, that developing, not, too. Not, like, yeah, when they're not are... thinking, when they're not thinking, their instincts are always correct. It, so that's it, interesting you put it that way because you know, like that's what it's about they it's for the, the, the right things to be second nature yeah yeah and and it's because the, the the i do want to talk about this but i want to quickly just point out that play which changes everything in probably right. the east the the finals like that play because yeah the the Connaughton, like you said he went too high and smart right. gets this lane and you're sitting there going, how could you do that? Connaughton? Uh-oh. Like that's, yeah. that was like, why that was so unnecessary to take that angle. And right. then you watched as, as, as it was all developing, you're like, Oh man, there's drew and, and smart had no choice, but to do what he did. And it was like, he right. got baited <laughs> into it almost by drew holiday. <laughs> right. It was this. It was it was wild to watch because it was. The, I mean, percentage odds that that would go bad for Boston was like five percent, you know. But right. Drew Holiday, right. like you said, had that fundamental timing that he's just like, Nah, man, I got this. You know, I've got the angle. Yeah. I can leap. I, I'm jump higher than him. I'm stronger. I could probably even get my body in position if I wanted to. But he just took the perfect right. angle, 
and collected it and 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 that was the second or first of two crazy plays um you know because he picked him again and yeah. holiday so your point about like when they're not thinking like i mean there's so many i'm so glad you said it the way that you said it because that's perfect like i mean you just saw certain elements of that like Giannis gets a a three-point catch at the top of the key in rhythm and he's such a baller you know he's missed five million of these things taking a ton of bad ones and this thing was like a rhythm three if there ever was one and he's he didn't even think twice he's just like yeah I'm gonna do it and then I did it and that's the other thing. There were so many things that they needed to have happen to win that game. I know. <laughs> he did. He took a terrible three at one point that just, it was like one of these, like, I'm going to save the game in one shot moments. <laughs> and yeah, he made yeah. it. The one on the wing, right? Yeah. The, before the, that, it, was yeah. A, it was a comeback three. It was like, what right. the hell just happened? And they, yeah. And then, then Holiday had that one little mid-range one. We did like the little like left. It it really wasn't a good shot. It was a mid range shot, and he but the but he took it because of time. Like he was, you could tell that like he's like we got to get a shot up now. It wasn't like the end of the shot clock. They could have passed it around for something probably better, but instead he decided to go one on one against Marcus Scott mid range and made it, and it just kept the pressure. It they kept on extending Boston's need to make another big play, and so. Boston couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, that was that was that was the bottom line of the thing. They the Bucks did just enough to keep Boston having to make play after play to close that thing out and then they couldn't do it. You know, it was just it was really it was really you don't see that very often. <laughs> and and this comes in a backdrop of Milwaukee. I think they've played really poorly. You know, it's been a great series, and I'm, this is kind of got to be relative about this. Like, it's Boston. Boston's just got this crazy defense that's, you know, and, and yeah. two just stud offensive players driving things, and Al Horford's playing out of his mind. And, and oh you know, my it's God. like, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. But then you look across at Milwaukee, and you're like, okay, Drew, you got to do some serious damage in, in the offensive space you can't be bad and sometimes he's just flat out bad oh yeah oh yeah and it's like oh how are you guys going to survive that and here they are at the you know in that game still and in this series still when i've never looked at them and been like they're the better team i I looked at them and be like you guys are hanging on for dear life and not without middleton they're not yeah totally and so, I mean, like with with them, they <clears throat> appeared at some point in time in that fourth quarter to have figured out a couple different things. Uh, one, I think, is that like Brooke Lopez, as much as they need him on offense, he's getting crushed in his drops, you know, like just yeah. defensively. Like th- these, these guys who were known for their mid-range game before they started shooting a lot of threes, they're just coming around mm-hmm. the screen into an open 18 footer they're passing it up sometimes like it's so wide open and i'm like what is going on here why are you passing that up um yeah so like they've gotten away from that a little bit and gone more with bobby portis at center mm-hmm. i think that's helped them out and then that i think has opened things up for a little bit more um you know five out you know sort of run and gun small lineup stuff that's declogged the lane a little bit Mm-hmm. That I think has helped them 
Um, and then finally it felt like Giannis stopped doing a little bit of the dribble around at the top and let everybody load up and, you know, maybe pass to Drew. And then he goes one-on-one and like some step back long two kind of stuff that, that that's been their offense the entire series. Um, yeah. So I guess, where do you see this now? Like, I mean, I know it's easy to say bucks, you know, are the favorites cause they only got to win one and they're right. heading home. It's a big deal. Right. But I mean, they haven't looked like the better team at all in this series. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit to their advantage, right? <laughs> I think like they're do a good game, right? Like, yeah, Connington hasn't been very great. They've they've you know found something with Portis. Grayson Allen's um, been bad. Tr- huh? Allen's been bad. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's been really bad, and he's been bad on defense, which is not like not you know, typical. They really ex- yeah, they really expose like if you play like this thing about defense. If you're like reasonably athletic and you play really hard and are conscious of the scouting report, you can you can add a lot defensively. But when you have like like Tatum and Brown, like when they're focused and like really like making good moves, you know, and we're and setting up guys you know, with their moves and setting up the next move, they really expose people and they're, I mean, they were picking them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, like it wasn't like they were just like, he happened to be on. They were, they were, they were making, they were calling for this, for Grace now to be involved. And that's not something that I would have expected that, but they were just killing him. So he, he's got a like defense. His defense concerns me <laughs> even more <laughs> than his offense right now. But again, I don't expect him to be as bad on, on offense. And the Celtics are really like Pritchett's been useless. Um, they've really had to shorten their bench. And so you're, you're going to ask that, that core six or so to play a ton of minutes in Milwaukee to send this thing back to Boston. And I just don't know if they're, they're going to be able to do it. Cause I, I expect, I expect Milwaukee to have its best game. I wouldn't be season. surprised if Chris Middleton jumps out of the rafters. <laughs> if he, if he, if he feels it, I mean, like, I, I mean, I would, I, I think they can get by without him. I think they can get by without him, but I, I mean, he'd have to show me a lot in the in the shoot around and warm up and stuff because uh i mean you you figure they you you, you got two games to win one so i i just think that this, this group without him can do it i think the key to beating boston is making both jalen brown and, and um jason tatum and and i think it's kind of similar with like luka Doncic. like you gotta make them shoot over the top i think and i think the league is so anti-three-pointer that they don't want to give those threes up and you end up giving up the whole enchilada when, yeah. when when you give them an edge of any type or the drop coverage I think has just been crazy brutal and I don't understand it with Brooke Lopez that's a scheme thing because I think he can get out there and challenge and recover against like I do too. Tatum you know I do too I, and, I, and I think yeah Go ahead. I, I was well, yeah, no, no. I mean, Brown's another story because he can turn an edge and, and yam on you. But yeah. like, I, I just, I, I don't understand why they haven't made that adjustment because there's times they absolutely need Brooke Lopez on offense. Absolutely. And absolutely. that's been a weird thing. But the other thing I think that's been um, 
kind of on my mind is like, especially you saw it early in game one, it's like Milwaukee has this defense, right, that should theoretically throw the clamps down and make those two guys shoot over the top. And then you kind of you can kind of shut things off and, and you turn them into a, a jump an inefficient jump shooting team. And that defense just hasn't been there. Like I've watched Drew Holiday and I'm like, where, come on, man. Like you could probably take either of those two guys, those two wings and yeah, they got some length and yeah, they'll shoot. He'll shoot over you a couple times, but by and large, you're going to be able to stay in front of them and keep them out of the, the paint and yeah. not there. He, yeah. I, I really, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Cause I think, and I think if he did really buckle in, on one of those guys, I think that they would revert to bad shots also, you know, like knowing I, that the paint is not available to them, that they would revert to bad fadeaways, you know, after a few possessions. And, but he just hasn't done it. He hasn't really, the, the whole, like the teams have got the coaching staff has got to, um, they've done, they've done the players down and they've, they've got to start, having multiple looks for guys like, okay, Lopez is struck. He's the drop thing clearly isn't working, but like they need to empower the players a little more on some of this stuff. Like, okay, like on certain possessions, you guys, you guys can see what's going on on certain positions. I want you, you know, to, we're going to, we're going to hedge, you know, if, if, you know, like maybe earlier or whatever, when Brooke Lopez has his legs or whatever, we're going to hedge this time and we're not just going to do the drop or maybe on such and such, you guys can call a trap of this. And then everyone's going to know, like they've got to, the people, the the coaches have got to have a little bit better belief in the intelligence of their players. Right. I mean, we do it all the time in pickup basketball, you know, someone's killing us. We just decide, Hey, this next time we're going to trap them. Right. We, we all, you know, we all do that. Everyone kind of falls in line. So like, they just got to do a better job because they need Brooke Lopez. They can't just have them sitting, you know, Bobby Portis is playing great, but the minutes that Lopez is in there, he has to be effective, you know? Amen to that. And, and, and it would be, um, if I knew that that was going on, I would probably be just like all in. And, and I might end up taking Milwaukee. I think they opened as a one and a half point favorite, which is the market basically, you know, it's about a three point swing for the home team is basically the market saying Boston's a better team. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I think, man, I mean, on one hand, I don't know that home court has been as big of a deal in this series as it would be in a lot of other series. Obviously, there's been wins on the, the opposing uh, team's floors. But, man, like, can can you go back to Boston if you're Milwaukee and, and, and win that game seven? Like, I, I, I would be throwing every piece of juice. And, by the way, that stuff matters. The juice, you're looking at these guys walking around. They're grabbing their shorts. They oh, don't yeah. have anything left. No. <laughs> they look like staggered fighters. Yeah, yeah. That actually, I think it does come into play. Like, if Milwaukee yes. throws their best shot here, you know, yeah. they'll be they'll possibly be tired. And I, I guess you could say the same thing for Boston. But, like, man, I would throw all my, my effort into game six if I'm Milwaukee. Yeah, because you, I mean, the, the, the thing about the game seven, it's now mental, right? Like, you, to, to go in... I mean, it's it's a hard win for Milwaukee, right? They stole game five. You got a chance to close it out in game six at home. If they don't do it, having to get themselves up mentally 
again, again, <laughs> to go on the road, and now it's a game seven, is really unlikely. You know, yeah. considering how exhausted they are, clearly, you know, they are they are exhausted, you know, and so they, yeah, I think now that you're putting it that way, if Middleton does show you that he's pain free and stuff, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Give because me 20 minutes, to, right? Like just to get yeah. some fluidity on offense for those minutes would be. Right. And you'll be able to tell, you'll be able to tell early if he's forcing it, you know, how he looks, even if he doesn't, isn't obviously limping or anything like that, you still know a guy's, the guy's hampered or not. Right. I mean, so that can be a quick, you know, but I think just the being at home, I mean, he Middleton. You throw Middleton out there. He hits a hits his first jumper, hits his first three. I mean, that place is going to seem like a ten zero run, right? Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's going to go. The place is going to go bananas. So yeah, that might be if he's available and, and pain free, no risk. That that actually, yeah, that, yeah. I, you'd have to really strongly consider that because you, you just the chances of them being able to go back to to Boston is just. Whew. That's going to be tough. Now, we got, we got an entire other conference to talk about, but I do want to just sort of skip forward and, 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 and ask, like, okay, so if we're advancing Miami, you know, theoretically, mm-hmm. right? it feels like there's going to be some interesting betting dynamics at a minimum where it's like, okay, everybody thinks Milwaukee and, and Boston are the best teams, and they just came out of this epic series where they just clobbered each other. You probably got some Chris Middleton is close to re- closer to returning news if it's Milwaukee that advances. And um, at minimum, Miami's going to be like the underdog one seed at home, you know, not getting any respect in game right. one. Um, you know, probably in a really good spot to throw a haymaker early and surprise whoever comes out because they're a little staggered. And while Miami has not played well, it doesn't, this hasn't been a physical series for them. They, this has been like a, 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 a November yeah. series. I, I mean, it's been like watching this, these games. I literally am like, this is November basketball. And yeah. so, I mean, are we, how are we feeling about Miami against either of those two teams? Is this close or is there, is there just no chance for these guys? I think, yeah, I think they'll have a really, if they close out Philly tonight, I would think they have a really good chance in game one. Um, but I, I think that the defense, I mean, where are they going to score? How are they going to score against either of these defenses? You know, like over a series after game one, you hear all the calls, you know all their sets, you know exactly what they want to do, as good as Spolster is. I mean, they're locked in. They know what they're doing. I mean, Adoku, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but that dude can coach, right? Like, <laughs> like the, Boston has not lost a game due to lack of preparation. He looks like he could play. <laughs> he still looks like he can play, right? But, like, I just don't know where Miami's going to find the buckets over to win four games against either of these teams. I just don't. I just don't see where. I mean, uh, tell me. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, interesting there's subplot. A, Duncan there's Robinson's not getting minutes. Yeah. Like. They, they, yeah, I'm surprised because he's played pretty well in you know the previous series. I'm surprised that he hasn't been out there just to see what they have. You know, like. 
I mean, against Philly, you could hide Duncan Robinson on D. I mean, there's, there's plenty of places. You can put him on James Harden and uh, hide him there if you want to. You know, like there's plenty of, there's plenty of, you know, he's not, I don't think that, that and he, he's, he's good about being in the right spots and stuff. So I, that I don't understand. Maybe there is, maybe there's something wrong with him, but um, I, I, I just don't see, I think that both Milwaukee and Boston have an answer for any anything offensively that that Miami can do I'm curious if Miami can get to top gear because if they can get to top gear where the offense looks good and and they're making you know assertive decisions from Kyle Lowry Jimmy Butler Bam out of bios kept in his lane I'd love to see them get um Dwayne Dedman out of the rotation that's some of the worst basketball I've seen ever out of that guy (laughs) um and and really like if in an idealized version of Miami, I would be curious because I do think defensively they can do the things to like Boston I, that that I was describing earlier is make those two wings shoot over the top and keep them out of the okay. paint. You know, you can you could see a a Boston team. I think Boston could fall pretty easily to Miami because of that reason alone. Um, but then Milwaukee's, I don't think they're going to have that problem and. You know, they, their their offense is coming in different ways. And, and yeah, Bam Adebayo is probably about as good as you could, you know, conceive to to theoretically cover Giannis. But he looks like he's he's just not moving that well, you know? Yeah, he he's not moving that well. And for the first time, I feel like consistently, I feel like his offense, his poor offense is carrying over to defense. Yeah, the mental Which game's is not, not there with him. Yeah, it's not something that you see from him. He's a guy that he comes out, okay, he might have went, you know, three for 13, but he still gave you four blocks and 13 boards. <laughs> you know, but that's not happening. You know, he's he's not playing well on either uh, side. And so that's 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 disconcerting. Um if I'm a if I'm a Miami fan, I'm not going to rule him out from advancing, and we'll get deeper into those potential series in the next Cosm Bruce show. Um, but it's just an interesting it's an interesting discussion. I think there's a definite chance for a letdown for either team that comes out of that comes out of this series because um, it's I mean there's like tire tracks in the floor, you know, from yeah. these two teams playing. I mean they're going to be tired. Yeah. After this thing, I'll tell, I'll tell you who ain't gonna be tired though, and whether he's tired or not, I'll tell you who's gonna give him give the he's gonna give him the, his thirties if, if Giannis comes out of there. He, everybody else might be dead and walk walking around with cement boots on, but that dude's gonna find a way to put up thirty thirty five points. T- I, the, the, the dude's he, out of this world, man. He's out of this world. He and, and and there's just something about his background, you know, how he got to where he got that I yeah. think just shines through on a daily basis. His, yeah. his disposition is sunny. You know, he's, he's just so grateful for everything that he, he gets and, and, and he comes out and he puts that hard work in, you know, and, and without fear, it's, it's just yeah. beautiful to watch. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So now let's shift over to the West where we've got an interesting Dallas um, experience. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, didn't expect it to be this interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> I just, I, I, this one is a little bit more simple for me. Like, I think like well, as I've watched Phoenix struggle with new Orleans and now with Dallas and then seeing that they, they just don't budge with their game plan early yeah. on. Sure. And then they lose on it. Yeah. This is a very common thing. It feels like in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's a good. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but yeah, they have not. That's kind of the thing, right? When you have a good team, is and I, I remember like like Larry Brown was really good about this. It's just like Larry Brown was like you know kind of the Bill Belichick to me of NBA coaches. It's like just in game trying stuff like let's let's just do this like let's just you you know how to dribble right <laughs> just because you're not a point guard let's try you bringing up the ball and let's move you down there and like you really had to be on your that's where those to beat like a good larry brown team you really had to be fundamentally sound your defense really in the script from game to game in playoffs and i just don't think a lot of coaches have the like balls to do that these days and it's uh it's it's a real hindrance and it's it's glaring in this um in this series i, I thought kenny kenny um smith <clears throat> this is not even related but it kind of speaks to today's nba is he was talking about offenses or teams or uh, i forget exactly who or what so it doesn't even really matter but it was just like he says you know so many times i'm watching games and i'm like what are you guys doing you know and and i think mm-hmm. that the lack of control of the, the the speaking exactly what you're talking about causes the lack of control over like a, a a play-to-play basis of what you're trying to accomplish out there and you're you're liking it to bill belichick like in football yes they stop the clock everybody decides what they're going to do for the next play and then they go right. do it it's right. it's fluid in basketball it's emotional in basketball but it doesn't have to be right like you can it have to be. push pace see good or bad pull out you know right. and then right. reassess right. and then go to your best right. hand you know right. but they it's like oh no i want to handle the ball and you know i haven't handled the ball in five times yeah. and you know so i'm going to probe yeah. a little bit and okay i don't got nothing so i'm going to throw it around here and it's like all that <laughs> bs is going on um and then in terms of like st- strategy so you you've got these bench players that you know the the cameron Paynes and the um uh, the Tory Craig's, you know, and, right. and even um, though he's played a little bit better um, uh, backup shooting guard, I'm just losing his name right now. Um, Landry. Chamit, uh, yeah. Chamit, thank you. Um, not enough coffee this morning. He like that. He's really struggled at points and times throughout the playoffs, but like yeah. they keep going to him. He's been better lately. Like. It, it's basically Monty saying you're going to have to make me change before, I, you know, before I, I change. Right. And, and now Dallas, you know, just kind of said, all right, well, we'll whoop you up at home a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to cover, can you cover Luca? Like, like basically not shutting any one thing off and letting him have everything. <laughs> I know. Golly. <laughs> But they figured it out in the, the, the basically the end of the second quarter and then through the rest of the game of game five. They, yeah. they basically were like, oh, no, we're not going to give you everything. You can shoot over the top if you'd like. That's, yeah. um, you know, I guess <laughs> that's an individual decision on defense. But like the, the 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 backup guys and even stuff like putting Devin Booker on Brunson so much. You know, it's like they didn't want to admit that Booker couldn't really cover him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. The, the Lucas stuff's funny. It's like, okay, you got a 240 pound guard who's wide 
and has long arms and post moves, but you're literally going to let him dribble 15 times in the possession and just like scooch his way down to the block <laughs> and, you know, end up with Chris Paul on him. And you wonder why he scored. It's like, dude, you got to do something. After like seven like, pivots, right? Yeah. Do, yeah. I mean, like somebody somewhere, somebody's going to have to do something different. Dude's like, a tank, like, man. He's huge. I'm and trying to think of like there. players in, in history who could have covered that. Dude, dude, he's like he's like getting on these guys, and it's like the dude out there. You know, he gets once he gets to like four feet, it's like he's a dad playing. You know, the, the son who's the best sixth grader in all of the city, but you're his dad, and you're like a hundred pounds heavier. So he's just like doing all these pivots and then just chucking it up and there's no there's no shot that you're gonna block it like you gotta do something like trap them do if if you're gonna say like like do, you have to do something you can't you can't just allow him to just because he's not even going around the screens hard he's just like oh they're not gonna trap they're not gonna hedge they're dropping back okay well i'll just cruise on down to 15 feet oh they're still not gonna stop me okay i'll stick my butt out and ram this guy down the eight. Oh, should i pick up my dribble no 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 i'm gonna dribble a little bit more oh here's that hook shot i i, I used to, i practiced a lot oh that was fun now, now i'm gonna trot on down it's the silliest thing i've ever seen and, and it's not but, like he's a dead eye three-point shooter i mean no. he's good he's, he's good. good and those numbers are low because of the volume and, right. and the type of threes that he takes but that's baked into it like right. let him do it yes. you know and and that oh. I, that that just you know the, for the suns as we started these shows before the playoffs i mean i made the comment i was like i think this is the best or what like, this, this team could compete with some of the best teams of the last 10 15 years right Right. And, and it's been I thought New Orleans was really good. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not hanging that one on Phoenix being, you know, being bad or, or, or underperforming. I think that team sure. is legitimately good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then this one, I just couldn't get I, I just the, the, the fact that these games, you know, the first one was sort of a misleading game. They were up big and then, you know, come back and they almost, you know, didn't cover. Um, hello, gambling for, for, for knowing all that. Um, but then like second game, third game, fourth game, you know, just not not doing the basics right. And Chris Paul's been at the center of that. Devin Booker's been at the center of that. Um, Monty Williams not not bending and then and eventually they figured it out so i'm I'm thinking that they've got this thing figured out is is my general sense with this phoenix team that they're gonna go into dallas and win this thing is is my my sense um but what do you say like uh, is phoenix really at risk here i mean they're at risk i mean everyone that, that i mean when you have a great player Everyone, you know, the team, the other team is always at risk. I, I think that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say that the Suns move on. I, I guess there's still a lot of stuff. I think that Luca does if, if, if Phoenix can just like execute a game plan defensively on it, there's a lot of stuff that Luca does that is still not conducive to winning. Right. Like they did a thing on, they were showing like, Barkley and them have been talking about, oh, he needs to shoot less and he needs to not do as much. And so they showed like some plays where he passed the ball and other guys were able to get get like shots and stuff. 
but Luca still was just standing there. He was still standing. He was kind of doing the James Harden. I'm standing five feet behind the three point line, not really doing anything to to help the other guys score. Like you can't. It's not enough to just like trust the other guys as far as just passing it to them. Like you have to cut. You have to go post. You have to do things that that keep you as a weapon to possibly score because that's what's going to loosen up the defense for those guys. So as long as he doesn't do that, like as long as if Phoenix could force him to get rid of the ball and he's just going to stand there, eventually they can just say, okay, Luca gave up the ball. He's irrelevant now. Let's focus our, all of our five eyes on Brunson. Okay. Luca gave up the ball. Good. He's not going to do anything. Let's put all our, all of our eyes on Finney Smith. And so he still needs to do a lot more as far as cutting and moving to keep things loose but phoenix they, they have to they have to put up a stand they have to they have to say to luca you can't have everything <laughs> you know and they started to do that in the last game and i'm hoping that i'm assuming i think that they'll do it again i can't imagine them getting through this whole series not winning one game in dallas it's not that tough of a place to win it it feels like they've underperformed and that is an interesting segue into the tail end of what will be this this next series discussion, which is the the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Which, yeah. I mean, I mean, we watched Memphis play dumb basketball against Minnesota, so none of it was surprising when it didn't go their way, you know, against Golden State early on. Right. Um, this John Morant being out thing is really interesting because, like, from a betting angle, I think that, first of all, I love John Morant, so you know where I'm going the minute I say that, right? Like, the idea that they are forced to move the ball now. Like, Dylan Brooks is the only thing standing in the way of that. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with that guy? I don't get it. Like, it's been this way for years. It's this toughness thing that, like, it's narrative-based coaching. Like, he's like, I'm going to take the ball, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with it. Like, you know, and and what, you're going to look at me? I'll I'll fight you, you know? That's kind of the vibe that that anybody who dare question the shot selection of Dylan Brooks. Yeah. It's it's like, who's coaching the team here? Is it Dylan? Or is it you? And there's too many people in the media like, well, he's willing to take the tough shots. It doesn't have to be a tough shot, <laughs> you know. Like, like willing to take a, a fadeaway contested three with with you know 15 seconds of a shot clock. I don't think is like a show of toughness. It's a show of stupidity. And he's kind of made a career of that. But anyway, continue. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's just wild that that that's even happening. Um, you know, when they got just, you know, totally blown out, you know, as he as Brooks was doing that. I mean, you know, my favorite player, D'Anthony Mello, had like nine minutes in the in a game where you're playing against Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, you know, Clay Thompson. These are guys that you need people who can chase these guys around screens, you know. Yeah. And I haven't even been that all that impressed with Melton's screen work, to be honest, like. You know, I think that they've played that guy into a total, you know, like he's afraid that he, he's going to get yanked at any given moment. And so he's just not aggressive. And he's, he's had some great moments despite all of that. Um, but you're playing Brooks that many minutes and you got a guy who's custom built for this personnel and you're not going to give him minutes. Um, that has been on, on my mind, obviously. But, 
you, you get Morant out of the game, and and you're just seeing Kyle Anderson is basically their point guard along with Tyus yeah. Jones. Those two guys are playing kind of above average smart basketball. So yeah, I, I, it's like it's like a moving target for the Warriors. Like you, you don't really you're not concerned with like. You're concerned a little bit with Jaron Jackson, you know. You're not concerned with Dylan Brooks. You're, 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 you're not really concerned about any one guy. So, like, who do you focus your attention on? You know. Yeah, the the it's kind of the problem is they haven't been. They don't seem like they're concerned with anybody. Um, Golden you know, State, played, right? Yeah, yeah, they've played two bad games now. Like they, they, they just were. They were fortunate that that uh, you know Memphis played an atrocious last four minutes of game four. Mm, that was crazy. I mean, they just, they just, and I, and I was, I was really like, I think they, the, the, the coaches, they hang on to these timeouts. Like, it's like, you, like the game isn't always about the last 20 seconds, you know, you, sometimes you can stop the run before it gets there. And they just, it, it was clear, like even before the, the Brooks shot, that they were kind of lost. They were taking way too long to get in the sets, right? They were coming. They were trying to run the clock. You can't run the clock out against the Warriors with five minutes left and a four-point lead. Or you know, there's no that's that's not a thing. <laughs> you know, so like you have to stay aggressive. You have to get your getting your action a lot faster. And then they, you know, they didn't have they don't have John Morant. So there's there's not a guy that could just get a shot late in the clock. You know, so they they really just looked at a loss they, their eyes were wide and they were not ready they needed timeouts and guidance to set things up and he kind of let that run go and now all of a sudden you've got a really tight game one team has a ton of dudes that have been the five in the finals and you got your dudes so that to me and, is and the one run. dude that, that's that's leading the show <laughs> and the one guy that's leading the show doesn't know what the heck he's doing so the the to me and I love Taylor Jenkins. Like again, like as far as young coaches go, the NBA is stacked with a bunch of really good ones right now, right? And he's one of them. But I just thought that they needed more guidance down the stretch. He, he's of that getting game. exposed for like that high end gear where you make the right call in the tough moments, and yeah. you get off of your assumptions, and you right. you, you 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 do the. The, the tough part of coaching, which is that piece. Right. Because right. I've been with you, like, you know, and it was easy to complain about Dylan Brooks, you know, three years ago because he, he wasn't quite the defender he is now. He's gotten a right. lot of reputation built into his defense now. Like, when they sure. when they called it, like, they, they came out of last night's game and as they were punching each other down the floor, I was like, oh, this is a Dylan Brooks game because they're not going to call anything. It's an elimination game. I probably should have, you know, and I know the game got into a blowout, but, you know, when you see these things, you're like, oh, I should have taken the under because, you know, nobody's going to score with all this, you know, clutching and grabbing and, and, and holding, especially when Golden State, that's always been the way to beat them. And, yeah. um, you know, three years ago, he didn't have that, but he was still taking all these crazy shots and there weren't other players around. And, and you're, you're kind of like, why is this guy in the game so much? And blah, 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 blah. And, and it's it's gone through this progression of like Dylan Brooks has been really a part of their identity and, and giving him that amount of leash hasn't been the worst idea. And then John Morant came in and all of this, the trajectory for their team, you know, playing Desmond Bain as much as they did his rookie year. You know, a lot of good decisions were being made, but there's been all of the the sort of like 
you know, you've watched, you know, I mean, Melton, like if you, it's not just me, by the way, like Memphis at large is, is very mad about this concept because he comes in, plays winning basketball, doesn't get minutes. These other guys come in and do things that are a little bit crazy at times, not winning basketball. They get all the leash in the world. So it's like they, there's some bad decisions for Taylor Jenkins baked into the cake amidst a lot of good decisions and good organizational decisions and draft picks. And, and, and but then you kind of look and you go, all right, well, why isn't Jaron Jackson developing? You know, like, why is he taking the bad shots? Why is he committing the bad fouls? Why is John Morant playing one-on-one basketball, you know, in this shape, you know, at this moment when, when he really could play within a team construct that yeah. is so much better. And yeah. he is that level of a player. I mean, so nobody's doubting anybody's ability here, Taylor Jenkins included, but they're getting, you know, they're getting it handed to them a little bit, but they're still alive. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they got a shot now. Uh, Golden State's eight and a half point favorites as of last night. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you look at them play and you're like, well, there's Steph, there's Clay, there's Dre. They look pretty capable. They got Jordan Poole. What's really going on here? Like, you know, yeah. why is this taking so long? And um, I mean, do we give Memphis any chance at all of, of getting out of San Francisco? with uh, a win and then a, a game seven at home? Um, they got a puncher's chance. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I think that they'd have to, you know, Jenkins has to coach his best game of his life. Because um, I think, you know, they're do a good game. But, the, you know, it's kind of, it's been a pretty disrespectful series um, from the Warriors. I mean, they got the game one steal, um, that was that was huge, you know. And I think from that point on, they've just been kind of like waiting for the coronation to happen. Um, I don't know why. I mean, the one thing that's been clear about this Memphis team is that they're not going to quit. So I don't know why that was their mindset. Instead of and then and then it like dropped once Morant went out. Then it was like it went to a whole other level of like we're obviously going to win. And the problem with the problem with that is letting a series extend is that you're you're one Steph Curry turned ankle away from sitting home. Mm-hmm. You know you 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 know you've got Clay who's had a rash of injuries. You know you they they just you don't you can't play around with these things. You, you cannot play around with these things. And it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to not have it. But you can't go getting trounced like that because the reality is, Memphis wasn't shooting the ball well. So now you've given every dude that played an opportunity to see several shots go through the, the hoop now. So if they can mentally prepare themselves, if they can have this thing somewhat close at halftime, you know, or going into the fourth, like, and I'm by close. I just mean like nine points, you know, I'm not even saying like, it has to be like, you know, anything that's a a puncher's chance. You don't know what's going to happen. And, and that's really like for the Warriors as champions, it's, they should be very disappointed with the way that they've approached this series. Cause it's, it's really, this should have been, this should have been over. It's it's you know. strange that we're seeing so many premium teams slipping. Yeah, and 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 yeah, we got that Bucks Celtics series, which is 
I guess, great. But, you know, Phoenix, Golden State, even Memphis, you know, they were a premium. They were second best record in the league. People were gushing, including myself, about them. Um, so it's like the West has slipped. The the East is doing battle. But Miami slipped a little bit. It's still kind of way up. You know, it's an open race for this NBA championship. So let's advance one last question here. Two last questions. We'll, we'll just go. We'll do a little preview of future shows. So we'll just assume, question mark, that we're going to advance Golden State out of this I'm series. Advance, I'm going to advance them. I think that they'll lock it in and get it done tomorrow. So uh, then what are we – what's like a quick preview of Golden State, Phoenix? Um, again, it would be – I don't know. It, it, uh, you'd like to have Gary Payton the third, but um, Man, for a, the, the battle truth. with – Chris Paul. Um, so that's going to be a big minus. They now historically, Steph Curry just blows Chris Paul up, right? Like <laughs> he just destroys that guy. Um, so Remember when he made him fall? That was such a great moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he really just eyes light up. Um, but there's a guy named Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, you know, so there's you know there's that. So we'll we'll see. I think everyone's got to tighten up their P's and Q's. So it's really to me, who do I think can do the best job of tightening everything out of those two? And I, I'm probably leaning towards the Warriors. Um, I, I, I would, you know, I and I don't like. I think again, you know, what are they going to do with Aiton? Like to me. He's like your crazy wild card. Like if you just need a guy to just rim run, he'll do that. If you want to put him in screen and roll, good, he's good there. I think he should be. I I think that the, that he should get a lot of looks. He's really improved his post game, right? Like when he gets the opportunity, he's going over both shoulders. Like I really think that that's going to be the key is to. Tax if they want to go Draymond Green all day, that's fine. Just tax him, you know. Make them pay. Make make Draymond have, you know, really hard games. You know, where you, hopefully that will take some of the you know sting off his fastball as far as him running the offense. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they got the wings. Clay has got to play way better, right? <laughs> He's got to play way better, and and Jordan Poole really has to get under control. Cause it's okay. Like a lot of that stuff that he's doing with a lot of, he's had a great season, you know, but like that stuff doesn't, he's seeing those shots not fall now. Right. As the, as the defenses increase and the, and these guys really, he, they've got such great length on their wings that between the legs five times step back stuff, it's not going to fall against Phoenix. So he's got he's got to get he's got to commit himself a little bit more to the system, um, and swing the ball a little bit more. Uh, it's so gonna, it's gonna be a crazy series if it's the, the two teams. Like, yeah, I don't right. have like I'm sitting here going, I don't know who I want to pick. I'm gonna pick Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got more quality depth for a playoff situation. But it's yeah, what, was, what was the Porter injury? I don't know. It was a foot, I believe, and 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 okay. it's it, 
you know, that actually is a big deal because like, man, if you got to get Bielitsa or, you know, if Kaminga's not doing Kaminga stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he, it gets a little ugly quick. They've got a quick hook with him too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Looney like has been good, but like, you know, do you want to put Looney out there against Aiton a lot? I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dre against Aiton, Aiton is a thing, but like, actually Aiton will beat that. He'll shoot over the top of Dre. Mm-hmm. Dre's going to get every ounce of defense he can out of that situation. So, like, it's a, it's not, like, the worst thing for the Warriors, but usually Dre, if he can cover your center and, and take off, you know, chop that off, off what you got going on, like, that's usually really good for the Warriors. Uh, Aiton is one of the unsung kind of players of these playoffs. Yeah. I think he's, like, right behind... Joel Embiid and um, Nikola Jokic. I mean, Jokic is a historically great player. Joel Embiid probably the same. So it's it's really tough to to say that. But like, I mean, what's he missing? He hits all of his jumpers. He takes yeah. tough shots and he makes them. He plays pretty good defense. Yeah, you know? he, he's not making I, a ton of mistakes. It's like I don't think I don't know that he's missing anything. I think he's I think he's had a chance to develop because Phoenix has gotten good. And so I just don't, I just don't, I think he's more, the most important thing. He's a team guy. Like I think that he's a guy that can get 20, 25 touches and be a very productive player and be a very good player and be knocking on the door of an all-star, you know, appearance, but he's doing situationally what this Phoenix needs him to do. So that's even that's why I'm really surprised about you know and there hasn't been a lot of rumbling about this whole the contract thing. I don't even I, I don't even this is a no brainer. Oh. This is a no brainer. <laughs> I Phoenix. mean, I don't know what. They're, I get I it in the sense that for. he was pretty bad his first two years. You know, yeah. like in, yeah, in relation to the top pick and everything else is going. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was the yeah exactly like <laughs> you got in some running against some good guys and and what do you know like good things yeah. happen and I think he also took a little bit of you know he he got hit with the the penalty for whatever he took. You know, like it was like from that point on, it was like he got a little humbled and then he he really just started kicking it into gear defensively. I remember he used to get outplayed by Rashawn Holmes every night. It was it was crazy to watch. Um, And now he is as good as he is. So that's good for him. Um, Phoenix, you have Golden State. You know, I'm not going to hold you to it. Yeah, yeah. Because I I need time. You need time. Yeah, Yeah, there's too much going on here. but I will to close this out. Like, all right, you know, screw all the the, the in depth, right? Just just what if you had a gun to your head? Who wins the whole thing? Milwaukee. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I just that. Yeah, That's, that I'm staying on. That I'm staying on. The, I just here, the crazy thing about that is I get why you're saying that, but man, I haven't thought they would win that series against Boston at any point in time. I, it's right I, before before the, our, our last show, I said Boston was going to win this series. They were my pick at the beginning of the thing, but that yeah, they just they're just. That's how crazy that win was last night. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's not much of a chance I think for them to. Uh, you know what play stood out? This is really random, uh, Dakota. Go to one play, but like when when Marcus Smart threw the ball out of bounds at about four minutes, five minutes to uh, uh, to, to Jalen Brown and and um, Adoka like kind of lost his 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 you know what and it yeah. started yelling like guys value the ball 
Yeah. That if that yeah. didn't happen right there, they wouldn't have won or they wouldn't have lost. You know, there's right. so many of those moments that they yeah. wouldn't have and lost. They, and like the fundamentals, like that rebound that Porter that Portis got, that's just like not blocking. Like it, that's what happens when guys just walk. They didn't walk into the lane, but no one touched anybody. They only they they, they got in the lane. They carelessly jumped in the air and and, and bounced into each other. <laughs> and Portis was gift wrapped to this offensive board, and it's those those little things that everybody in Milwaukee knows what they're supposed to do. They're not. You're not going to see Bobby Portis dribble down the court, stop on a dime on a three on one fast break, and, and shoot a three. You're not going to ever see that. You know, he might be on the wing and spot up for a three, but you're never going to see him do some crazy dribble down and go behind his back to, to pass it to somebody. You know, it's just everyone likes in those clutch moments. Everyone on Milwaukee is so contained in what they do that it's very hard to like. There's no way that Milwaukee loses that game to Golden State in game four. Uh, give the same exact. So just no, just no way that Milwaukee gives that up. And it comes back to Giannis. Yeah, that's just his mentality imprinted upon that team. That's why he is who he is, and and possibly probably the best player in the NBA. He is. He is definitely I, the best player. In the NBA. Like I, I mean, I, I. The one thing that I'll say before we cut out here is like. He also does the thing where he lets the team load up against him and, you know, for like two, three quarters at a time makes them way more defendable than if he was to just flash across the post, catch it, you know, beneath the foul line and then get some rotation out of it and, you know, do, do some of the, the smarter basketball stuff. But, I mean, he makes up for it enough everywhere else to where he is. Like I, I have, I think I bequeathed him in my mind as the best player in the NBA. I mean, you know, maybe after he won last year, and then you know, throughout this year, I kind of just let it lie dormant. Like I hadn't asked the question of who is the best player in the NBA. Um, let, let, I'll, I'll put it this way: for me, he's the best player in the NBA, and the gap between him and whoever's number two is growing. And growing and growing. Mm. Like he, to me, he's 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 clearly the, the best player in the NBA. I don't know who you want to put there. If you want to put Embiid or Jokic or Durant, but there is a clear gap. There is not. There is nobody that like. If you tell me who's the one guy you gotta have today, you don't know his. You don't know his teammates. You don't know who he's going against. You don't know the system. Who do you want? I'm taking. It's not even a hesitation. It's Giannis, Giannis, Giannis all day long. Yeah, yeah, period, no. I, period, I, I, point blank. I, I, <laughs> period, point blank. I, it's <laughs> funny. I don't even. I don't know why that question is just sort of lied dormant in in my head. No, normally, that's yeah. something I'm always bar, you know barking about. You know, it was back yeah. when Kawhi Leonard was the guy. I was like, hey guys, it's Kawhi Leonard. It's definitely. Giannis and I guess you know maybe it's just how quiet the the Milwaukee Bucks were this year you know just in yeah. general you know just kind of <laughs> resting up for the playoffs what do we what, what's like what's the ratio like if you're looking at your top 10 players like even like your top like what is it like seven six seven guys are international now mm. in, the, in the 
you know, America better get on its P's and Q's. You know? Well, <laughs> like, and that's where we go into the rant about AAU basketball and what it's done, you know, ad nausea right. to these guys. Right. And then, I mean, who, who do you got? What's the starting five? You take Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, Luka. And I guess they're missing a, you know, I don't know who the, the fifth guy would be, but, you know. Those well, it's funny. Like, You're like, it's Chris Paul. It's like maybe Devin the, Book, yeah, the, the oldest right. dude in the league, right? The oldest dude in the league. You got Steph, people will you say know, it's everybody. LeBron. It ain't LeBron. It's but that Steph, I think, is you know another player where I'm like, you know, generally speaking, he makes the right calls and you know he changes the game and 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 I kind of maybe have put Steph in that same category as Giannis, but. At the end no, of the Steph's day, still great. Steph's really great still, but at the end of the day, yeah, Giannis is just this this crazy force. Yeah, and and yeah, like Steph, he has the mental toughness, but his mental toughness extends to the physical side. Yeah, yeah. that combo is really that's a tough combo to to match up against. So I will basically throw. I, I'll tell you this: I don't have any idea who's going to win, like at all. Yeah. I'm yeah. just guessing at this point. Like, I'll, I will, you know, if I've Who's got Phoenix ex- advancing past Golden State, I'll go Phoenix just to, you know, just to be different, I guess. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I think there's some variance in there where, like, Milwaukee, they've shown me enough to, to make me question, you know, and is Chris Middleton going to come back and be Chris Middleton? That's huge against Phoenix. Like, Chris Middleton can't yeah. come back. I think it's definitely Phoenix or Golden State. Sure, sure. But there's going to be a very good chance he does come back. So who knows? Cause another great show. We're going to try to make this regular, um, you know, but who knows? Maybe we won't. Uh, (laughs) You you won't even get an update on it either because we refuse to tweet or Facebook about it. Um, It'll just not be there. (laughs) Cause will TikTok. He'll he'll, he'll send smoke signals through his TikTok and and let you all know if we're having a show or not. So uh, keep, keep an eye out wherever you find your TikToks at. Um, <laughs> and I got to end it on that because that just sounded so hip, right? Um, right. Another one. <laughs> another one is in the books. Peace. Peace. <laughs>